Y'all watch the Irma Vep trailer? I did. It's uh, Vincent McKine is in it a lot. That was is he exciting. the director guy? Yeah, from yeah. Uh, he's in nonfiction. Sure. Yeah, okay. But, so I uh, saw the trailer and I was like, "Is that that guy?" And I wasn't yep. sure, but I was like, yeah. "It is." Yeah. Yeah. He's also in he's, Eden. Uh, right. He's like generally kind of a dweeby French guy and a lot of stuff. Sure. He's worked with uh, Emmanuel Moret who has uh, a movie in uh, Cannes premiere this year. Mm-hmm. Um, was Gerard Carmichael in it at all? I didn't notice him. I in didn't the see him either, and I was like, they might want to focus that. He's having a moment right now, but I feel he like he's probably not be in it very much. He's yeah, he's probably in it. Much, yeah. He's in it a little. Uh, yeah. Who else is it? It's it's, it's just Vikander. It's a lot of Vikander, certainly. Yeah, I mean, like the the, Mackay, the uh, Vincent McKine's wife from um, nonfiction is also in it. I think that's who she's playing in that, Nora Hamzawi. Um, and then, yeah, Carrie Brownstein, uh, all sorts of people. I think I hear that Alex Desca is playing the same role that he played in the 96 movie. Yeah, he's like, interesting. he's like a producer. Yeah. And I know the the director role is the Jean-Pierre Leo role. Yeah. Sure. But th- I guess this seems like a much different, more different thing. Cause this is like... I mean, you got to fill out <laughs> yeah. a lot more time. So you got to do <laughs> some different mm-hmm. stuff, I imagine. I feel well, like yeah. even he has said that it's like... It's like... Well, this is another. It's like about making a movie, but it's like he's not like remaking it directly. He has like a different approach sure. generally to like mm-hmm. what the characters are. Apart that, it's like a I famous mean, actress doing Irma Vep. That makes sense right. as to why he would be interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about that at a certain point, right? You you told us to put that on the books. I think Emilio, you want us to do an episode on mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Can I Kick It? My name is, where this, this is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber, and I'm joined by... Andy Gamuga. Emilio Diaz. And it's that time of year again. As we are recording the Cannes Film Festival, uh, it has begun. <sighs> What's that music? Uh, yeah. I, I think that was, um... Uh, a Star Trek theme, actually, mm-hmm. uh, is what that was closest to. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I was just trying to do a generic fanfare, and that's what came out. Sure. Uh, sure. I was trying to think of a French one, but I was like, what's the French national yeah. anthem? And then I couldn't remember. Um, yeah. Andy pulling uh, Jean-Baptiste Falouza on us. Uh, yeah. Uh, Final Cut is about to start playing... Uh, the Mother and the Whore, the restoration of that, uh, played this morning, and there's already people being like, well, 
Can's not gonna beat this. Um, classic, classic stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, and yeah, as as can has begun, we've got all sorts of news about movies playing at can about um movies that have not shot yet that'll play at another festival about movies being sold at the can market right. um hot packages yeah let's let's get to this some of this uh yeah. i don't know Let's start with the uh, the interview that uh, Deadline didn't post because with uh, Terry Frimo because uh, the Cannes Film Festival wanted to censor them. Um, yes. Seems bad. Uh, they should just let him talk if he's gonna yeah. say stupid shit. And if you have a uh, director of your festival who says so much stupid shit that you can't allow it to be published you should maybe find a different director yeah i mean especially like and like they know that there's a certain amount of like oh he's french like passes yeah that people will give him um mm-hmm. uh, i mean who, what was the other publication that did post an interview I mean, Deadline posted the first half oh, okay. of that interview like a month ago, right? Because they and they because... and they detail this in the article about this. Yeah, it was like it's yeah. like a very quick turnaround, so they like didn't. Yeah, have the like... the person who wrote that article was like, I was taken aback. Uh, we were told that Deadline had complied with this in the past, and so we just did it. Right. Uh, and essentially, the, I should we should say essentially the charge is that. It is official Cannes Festival policy that any interviews with Fermo have to be submitted and run through their press office for, a, like, an yes. edit pass before it is posted. Mm-hmm. So they, like, will tweak his answers and whatnot uh, or delete things they don't want out there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Which is uh, yeah. certainly not how journalism is supposed to work, at least in America. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I just mean I just mentioned that other thing because it's like that other like it's the first half of that interview that didn't it's not like that was like rosy there was certainly like stuff yeah in that, that he, you're like that's right a, he doesn't weird come attitude. off yeah he does not come off great in any any interviews that he does ever they do not do a good job of making him look good right well uh, I mean and that's like right and sh- also yeah they in this deadline article about this they also do like say like. We push him on some stuff, and, like, he, like, gives genial... Like, he seem, like he doesn't seem to be, like, upset about being right. tough questions or anything. But then just on the other end, it's the press office that's like, nope, we're yeah. not going to let you run with that or whatever. Yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. it's, like, maybe he gives genial answers because he's like, yeah, don't, like, take take out anything that's, like, too <laughs> right. bad, I say. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. If the we think that article is also, like... I guess this is a more common practice in Europe, which would seem like the opposite to me. It seems like to me, like if I asked a French journalist, like if I could take an edit path of their thing, that they would spit in my face and never work with me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll say uh, Thierry Frimo not allowed on this podcast until this policy is reversed. Uh, sure. We will only air unedited Thierry Frimo interviews. In fact, we'll only speak with Terry Frimo on Twitter Spaces live and uncensored. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna ambush him with a third of spaces at Kans. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, I mean obviously this it seems like this article on Deadline was written with the the hopes of potentially causing a big PR dust up and forcing them to change this policy. I don't think that mm-hmm. has happened yet and I wouldn't it doesn't seem like it's on the road to happening. Like it's not like this has been like a thing a lot of people have been getting outraged about. Yes, um, I think can might just be like uh okay, sounds like you don't want to talk to Terry from right. Fuck you, we're can. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The problem cuz the article is also like well, people wrote about like their like bad uh, dress code or whatever, and that got changed. And I'm like, I'm sure, right. I'm sure, famous people getting mad got that changed. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, famous actresses being like, we don't want to wear heels is what got that changed. But you know, sure. yes, yeah, yeah. I guess so, yeah. I, I hope it changes, but also it's like. Formosa seems like a weird guy, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a sense of like how like how long Fromo is gonna continue in this position? Just in general, He's, like. I mean, I guess to me, he always seemed like God King Emperor, but then it, like every recently, there's been like changes around like the power structure above him at Can. So I guess it's right. like a world yeah. where like some new person comes in and decides that they want to shake things up. Right, and, like, there's been, like, reports that, like, he keeps trying to make nice with Netflix, and he'll be like, what if we do this? And Netflix will be like, eh, maybe. And then can leadership will be like, no, we're not gonna do it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it is, like, I think as far as the movies that are available to him, he is God King Emperor, but, uh, yeah, there's there's some limits i think and yeah i wouldn't i don't know i'm not sure how long Gilles jacob did it because i think he i think there was like a a period around the turn of the century where like fromo was working under Gilles jacob in to like facilitate the transition and then his first year was like doing it alone was like 2004 or something like that mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean he's been at it for a while then yes yeah it does not seem unreasonable that it could be time for a change i think these two i mean obviously we haven't seen uh no one has seen the movies from this year yet but just like looking at the just like the directors who are playing in competition in these two post-pandemic years it's like not especially exciting or uh adventurous competition lineups um yeah. I think that's the thing is like I think basically anyone could do his job and be fine at it. Right. I mean, yeah, just the like the prestige of can just means like you have a lot of good choices to things to choose yeah. from just cuz like right. people are like want to be there obviously. So, yeah. I guess like, it's like 
Yeah. You probably could get, like, anybody could probably get, like, 90% of the movies that play competition to play can. I, f- I feel like yeah. there's probably, like, a 10% of, like, people you have to be, like, I know your studio's telling you that this is an Oscar play and go to Venice, right. but please come here. Trust me. We'll give you a good slot. Tr- like, yes, it'll be that's cool. possible. And stuff uh-huh. like that. But, yeah. And, yeah, he... he maybe good at that. I mean, there certainly have been movies he has reportedly stolen from Venice the last few years. They've not necessarily been, like, the big, flashy, successful movies. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah. it's like... And, like, to be fair, like, I think that most of the lineups from, like, the few years leading up to the pandemic were, like, very successful. I think, like, 16 and 19 especially though like 19 is like yeah if you have tarantino and bong joon ho and almodovar uh making some of their most successful movies you're gonna have a good lineup but yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i guess it just seems like he has a lot of friends he has a lot of filmmaker friends which i guess is like yes what i what i imagine his pitch is to anybody of just like if you fire me, I'll I walk with like a list of names or whatever, much like right. a lot of ty- people in those types of positions. But it's just like, yeah. how much is and like I mean, where yeah. where could he go? Is like the bigger issue there. Like sure. he's not gonna take and, his he's not gonna go. I to mean, Venice just, from a concert, I don't so. think yeah he's not gonna do something in another film festival. I assume he would just like do something in the French film industry. Right, he'd have some sort of like honorary position probably, and or like whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, outgoing artistic director type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess, like, James Gray, it sounds like, was maybe the example of that last year where, like, the studio was not sure and he wasn't sure. And Fromo was like, no, no, come back. It'll be great. And he was like, yeah, all right. Because that seems like, like, they were showing a bunch of stuff from that at CinemaCon. It seems like they maybe think that that's going to be something. Yeah. I mean, that'd be... You know, they, I guess they, the they tried to sell Ad Astra James as mainstream-ish. Yeah, right, um, yeah. And we all know how that worked out, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess the other, like, I mean, obviously, like, we ob- our conversation changed directions, but I think I, we should state, it's not clear how much of this press policy is from Fromo. Like, I would get, or how, right, how much yeah, of it is, like, no long-standing, idea. like, can press office sort of stuff, so... Yeah. Just wanted to make that clear because we we sort of sure. shifted discussion a little bit, which was totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, there. So yeah, there have been some uh, some acquisitions. Uh, a couple of ca- of competition titles. Uh, neither very surprising. Uh, Neon has picked up. Uh, Broker, the Korea film. Uh, that yep. makes a lot of sense. The one interesting thing with that is that when we were when we were uh, talking about the lineup initially, we were saying that uh, Broker feels like maybe the kind of Oscar breakthrough. And yeah. the one thing that uh, I have uh, has come up recently is that uh, be- I that I had not thought of at the time is that because uh, 
it is a film that is directed by Koreeda, but is in Korean, is filmed in South Korea. Oh. South Korea would have to submit it, and they're not going to do that. Because um, they, they are just, yeah. like, historically very uh, conservative with their submissions. I mean, they, they, it is more likely that they would submit Decision to Leave, because that is right. by a Korean, a Korean director. director. Right. But they also didn't submit The Handmaiden, so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, that's certainly, like, I feel like they could still try to, you know, get something for it. Like, you know, like. The, yeah, like, I don't um, think it's. It just, yeah, it's not like outside the realm of possibility. With, um, with uh, Parallel Mothers. Yes. Um, yeah, it just makes it more of an uphill climb. Sure, for sure. Um, who had Shoplifters? Was that A24? Magnolia. Magnolia. Because there's yeah. the weird thing where if you go back through the last six uh, Palm d'Or winners, it's two from Neon, two from Magnolia... Which are um, uh, the Square and Shoplifters, sure. and then two from IFC, sure. uh, I Daniel Blake, and Deepon. Uh, and speaking of IFC, they yes. have acquired uh, RMN, the Christian Munju film. Uh, and I do, I I mean, I think they have distributed most of his movies, but I think the uh, the thing that's important to share from this uh, press release is I know I, I've heard, I, I've had some discussions with people where we're like, it it looks like it's an acronym, but also is it just Romania without the vowels? Uh, and Christian Munju uh, wanted to clear this up. He says, I feel I owe one explanation. RMN in English is NMR, Nuclear Magnetic Resonance. Basically a brain investigation. Given how the world looks today, I feel we need one. Uh, so thanks to Mr. Munju for this explanation. Is, is there, like, is there one in the film or is it just a metaphor? TBD. Who knows? I guess I it's would, a, I'll know. It's another set of letters at you. I might know soon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Very illuminating. Yeah. Very, very helpful. And that, of course, leads us into... Does get us uh, for that movie, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got a big question, which is that yes. uh, recently a poster for uh, last I, year's yes. competition title, Nitrum, was released. Well, I, yeah, I it... got a promotional email from... Oh, okay, you got a promotional email. As an AMC email. Plus great. subscriber. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so... I subscribe to AMC Plus. They this past uh, Thanksgiving they did a get a year or Black Friday or whatever they did a di- get a year for twenty dollars deal, and I am loath to pass up that kind of a deal for a streaming service, especially with the uh, se- final season of Better Call Saul airing now. Um, uh, and so let me see if I can actually pull it up. But yes, but they, uh, uh, you know, it's one of their usual like your weekend streaming guide is here sort of emails where they're just like trying to highlight like what's on their mm-hmm. their uh their service and one of them uh catch the fair one was listed as an amc plus exclusive film and then we had uh, a shutter original the sadness and then below that an amc plus exclusive film nitrum i have not seen um, this poster yeah. do you have a link to it i uh i can show it to you <laughs> let me look at it let me look at it 
Yeah, that seems like a poster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, this of course begs the question, which of this year's uh, can competition titles will become an AMC Plus exclusive? Yes. Uh, and it's it's not as simple as which one will be acquired by IFC. We could just answer that question because I don't. I, I'm not under the impression that uh, Parents 13th District has been marketed as a. Well, AMC I think it Plus still could exclusive. be because it has not yet gotten its streaming release yet. Sure, but that movie came out, whereas Nitrum is about to come out and is already an AMC Plus sure. exclusive. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm not clear on if there is a distinction between AMC Plus exclusive and AMC Plus original film. Like, if they, if that. Like, whereas an original film would be just a streaming-only release, whereas AMC Plus Exclusive is just, like, this is an Uh IFC-owned movie that is now just on our streaming service because we like to have content for that. Um, Mm -hmm. Do they like to have content for that? They're trying. They're trying to... I mean, it's a terrible app, I do have to say. I do not... (laughs) If you're not paying $20 for a year, I do not necessarily recommend AMC Plus, at least natively it's probably okay through like apple tv channels or amazon channels or whatever where you don't have to use their interface but it's an absolutely god-awful app that crashes and is hard to navigate and does a terrible job at highlighting what is available uh on the actual app itself um so if you open the app you're gonna have to dig around a little yeah, bit you'll, nature, you should just maybe. go right to search just go right to search um because you'll have to like scroll past like every single individual episode of a show you've already watched will be listed in your continue watching mm-hmm. um uh scroll uh like carousel uh but yes so i guess yeah the question is like yeah which which movies are going to be picked up by ifc not get that big of a release here and sort of then just be used to like prop up this boutique streaming service yeah the eight mountains gaming. yeah that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, former a uh, someone who has the forayed into the world of uh, English language films uh, is return. Uh, I guess it's an Italian. He's not returning to making a Belgian film. Uh, Felix van Groningen, of course, director of Beautiful Boy. That's a good answer. Uh, my answer yeah. is the Holy Spider. Uh, the Ali Abbasi film. Yeah, that's probably a good answer also. Maybe they put that on Shudder or whatever. Yeah, that could be a Shudder. Shudder Right, original. that's, I mean, that's the other, like, there is a, sometimes a distinction of this is a Shudder movie versus an <laughs> AMC Plus movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Isn't the streaming really... economy great? Aren't we all yeah, sad yeah. that it might just all fall apart and collapse soon? Yeah. Ah, what a bummer. <laughs> Yeah. Andy, you have any uh, guesses? You know, um maybe uh maybe the Darden? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they could uh do a Because that's one why I feel like like yeah, they maybe like a US distributor will just feel obligated to put their movie out in some way and like that's just like the easiest way to do it. Sure. I, I feel yeah. like the Darden are big like it's like july and this is like somehow the only movie or like tiny indie theaters <laughs> playing for old people like i feel like that's their like comfort zone yeah yeah they i 
I think maybe two days, one night was IFC. Young Ahmed, I remember, was uh, Kino Lorber, and that came out in, like, January. Yeah, I guess January um, is maybe the best. Just, like, there's just yeah. any, everything playing at your indie theater is just, like, either, like, a doc, some weird documentary, national theater live, and a Darden movie, you know? It's just, like, yeah. sure. And just, like, Oscar holdovers. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, and if anyone is looking to check out last year's Best Actor winner uh, from the Cannes Film Festival, it is now available to you on AMC+. Plus. What a mitzvah. It's about uh, a what shooter, else have we right? got? That seems like a great uh, time to watch I, a movie like he, Or just a mass shooter. Yeah, I don't think it's a school. Anyway, great time yeah, to watch a called, movie Yeah, it's called like it's that. called Nitrum because his name is Martin. And that's Nitrum backwards. Okay. Andy had to confirm that in his head that I was telling the truth about that. I did. I was like, is it just scrambled or is it actually backwards? (laughs) (laughs) I know all the letters are the same. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, we've got a bunch of directors who we've just heard have new movies. Um, Of course, there are more Hong Sang Su's. Cullen uh, went to New York to the Hong Sang Su retrospective, and yep. uh, he he didn't escape. But uh, at that retrospective, it was reported that he has. I think he just said that he has a movie that is fully done, and another one that has shot that is in post. So it is interesting to think about like where those two movies will play. Especially given that neither of them are at Cannes, because, like, he was a mainstay at Locarno, but he's not been there since Chatrian left, and, like, I don't know if that festival's still a good fit for him. Like, I don't know if they would want to take one of his movies, or if he would want to take one of his movies there. I don't think he's ever had a movie at Venice. He has premiered movies at TIFF, though, so that's maybe an option. Uh, Yourself and Yours was a TIFF premiere. And then, like, the one that's not done could just be the one that's at Berlin next year, because it seems like he's just gonna have a movie at Berlin every year. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And, like, it also... But I would imagine that there is an expectation that one will surface by the fall festival season because uh as part you don't of don't want too much of a backlog. Like you don't want well, you don't like, want too much of a backlog. On the shelf, like, waiting but also it, also in service of clearing out that backlog uh, yeah, I mean that's the Lev Diaz problem. In service of clearing out some of that backlog, uh uh, film at Lincoln Center did end up screening the novelist's film, the one that was at Berlin this year, is a secret screening, which I would imagine was kind of a, we've got to get something out of the way so that we can play another one at New York Film Festival. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, another director who has a new movie who is finished... Uh, is Jaf- uh, Jafar Panahi. Uh, the movie's called No Bears. Uh, so it would won't imagine... be playing Berlin. Well, 
he has a golden bear, of course, and a golden lion and a golden leopard. Everything but the Palme d'Or. Uh, the Circle was the movie that won the Golden Lion in 2000. In 2000. Uh, though that was the last time he was at Venice. Uh, but seems like maybe uh, the timing is lining up for him to be back there. Uh, he's been, I think, I guess this is not a film, was it Cannes? And then the next two were at Berlin. And then Three Faces, the most recent one, was at Cannes. So he's kind of kind of just moving around. Uh, uh, Philippe Garel also shooting a movie. That seems like Berlin. He's another director who, like, Berlin might just be his home now. Uh, he's finally cast all three of his children in a movie. And then, yeah, there's, like, a bunch more stuff. Audrey are, Dewan is... I guess I, I oh, don't know ahead. enough about the other of his children, but are they also actors? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Esther Gorel... Esther Gorel has been in uh, at least one, maybe more, of his movies. Uh, Lena Gorel, his youngest daughter, has not been in one of his movies, but has acted before. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just been, like, a bunch of stuff getting announced. Uh, Audrey Dewan has announced her follow-up to Happening, which will star Leia Seydoux, uh, and be in English for some reason. It is a remake of a French film that is, uh, based on a memoir that it sounds like is just written by, like, a horny French lady. Um, so I don't know why they're doing that in English, since they are both French, and it's French source material, but... Maybe they're like, we can't... I mean, we it can't... might just be they got the money to do it in English. We, we can't remake this in French. Right. In guys, French, yeah. Right. Sure. We need to come um, up with some twist. I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe they're all the people she's horny for are English-speaking... I, I guess I know it's not specified whether this person is straight or not. Maybe it's men, maybe it's women. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's everything. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned, did we mention, I don't think at all last week, Happening is the out now. Like, it's like getting yes, its proper release it is right out. now. Uh-huh. So just as a shout out, like, it's worth yeah. it's worth checking out, I think. I think Jesse and yeah, I both, it's pretty both good. think so. Yeah. Especially, like, you know, it's more relevant than ever, as you can imagine. Um, yeah. I, uh, I should check it out. Uh, yeah. What won the? Yeah. yeah, I guess it was Nomadland. I was I was like, what won the Golden Lion before that? Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was indeed. Um, and then yeah, like more stuff. Um, uh, Bertrand Benello. It sounds like is finally gonna make the Beast. Uh, also with Leia Seydoux. Uh, that movie was supposed to happen before the pandemic. Uh, and then that obviously didn't happen. The other lead is, was going to be Gaspar Uliel, so it was going to maybe shoot this spring, and then, unfortunately, that could not happen. He has apparently been replaced by George McKay, so I guess it's in English now. Maybe he's an star. Maybe he pulls a Dan Stevens, yep. maybe he just is it, speaks French the maybe. whole time. Maybe. That's possible. He yeah. seems like a guy who could just speak French. That's true. For sure. Actually, no, it says here. Some of it's going to be in French. Some of it's going to be in English. Leia Seydoux is not... She's the 
French Adam Driver in that she right. yes. she just seems like mm-hmm. default casting for any yeah. movie that seems interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean this she has been attached to for a very long time, but sure. yeah, absolutely. It's she was on the like... cover of a trade recently, right? As like the Queen of Cannes. I think Maybe. was the headline for her. Yeah. Quite possible. She's uh, she's, yeah. she's working. Our uh yeah, our Sedu tacular looking more prescient than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Uh yeah, I mean you know, we we haven't talked about Adam Driver's gonna do Megalopolis. Uh, that 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 might Forrest be the Whitaker who's receiving a honorary Palme d'Or as we speak. Megalop, I mean Ferrari was like borderline, but Megalopolis is fully the one that is might break me on. Like, yeah, you need to cast another person. Yeah, I mean especially because like he was going to cast Oscar Isaac and was like, eh. I think the Dune schedule just got in the way. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll give Megalopolis a little bit of a leeway of just, like, I can understand why that movie might be in. This just needs to happen, and we need a person who will get right, money yeah. for it to make this happen. Mode. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like, who else is going to get... I mean, they were... The other names that I was hearing were, like, slightly older. Like, it was like, maybe Bale will do it, or maybe Matt Damon will do it, which are not... Right. The other names were not really more exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of maybe someone who's uh, coming up in that uh, in that vein, uh, the Bong Joon-ho movie with Robert Pattinson is going to shoot in August. It is in- the the thing I'm interested in there is like, is that going to be just like a purely huge blockbuster they're just gonna put it out or will they right. put that it can uh given his history here's, at that I mean, here's my prediction it will 100 percent play can will it play in competition who knows maybe it's yeah, just, yeah. Maybe it's like a buzzy mm-hmm. that sounds competition right. that premiere. sounds exactly right yeah yeah who who has it it's warner brothers okay that's the thing is like warner brothers doesn't put like the nolan movies out of competition it can and he has been their big auteur like blockbuster auteur guy um but yeah it it would make sense for it to do out of competition it can if it's gonna be like a summer thing yeah um i don't know sarah prenikov's already making another movie uh ben wishaw's in it uh, about Edward Limanov, uh, Pavel Pawlikowski co-wrote it. All sorts of stuff going on. Um, they're fine. They really. It looks like they actually are going to make here. That I think was declared by Deadline the number one can hot package, which is of course the uh, Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, Eric Roth. Now also Robin Wright project. Really trying based... to recapture the magic. Yeah, based on a graphic novel that truly does not have a plot. Yeah, uh, it's like I've only seen like like pages from it, but it seems like very abstract. Absolutely. I mean, I am, this yeah. is, I have said this to people before, that the equivalent, the actual equivalent of adapting that book would be if the entire movie 
was like there were like a bunch of like picture in picture elements, which like I'm sure they won't do the whole movie, but like Yeah, don't put Zemeckis, it past Bobby Z to do some Yeah, some, Zemeckis some is the shit. only guy who like maybe will do some of that. So that is if he if he does even some of it, I will be excited. Off to him. Yeah. Even though I don't really like him. Um, I mean, sure. I mean, it's very fun that he is following up Pinocchio with this, too. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he's yeah. reteaming with Hanks for Pinocchio, and then they're just going into, let's just do, let's get the Forrest Gump gang back together. Yeah, yeah. I am like, <laughs> who likes this? Did Hanks read it? Did Zemeckis read it and go, this is crazy. I want to figure out how to do this. Uh, I mean, after uh, learning about uh, Tom Hanks' Electric City on uh, Dead Eyes, that's it wouldn't true. be surprise me mm-hmm. if he was into to this sort yeah, of thing it could be yeah, yeah. i guess it, it just seems like a thing that they all were like this is a great work what like we're the only people who could probably even try like would get a budget to try and make something like this and they all like just want to experiment but i can't yeah i can't imagine that this is a very commercial affair i mean they're the dead someone has gotten deadline to be like this is gonna be huge it's the i don't know i mean i Uh, guess it's like it's just like the people attached you have to give it the benefit of the doubt of just like right does it have a studio i mean uh yeah this is why i'm bringing it up is that sony bought it sure um i mean that makes sense yeah yeah, these were the two things. It was bought by Sony, and uh, Robin Wright was added to the cast. Um, they won. I mean, they want I, the walk it magic is like, back. Yeah, I mean, the it it could conceivably be very large in scale, but it will be very large in scale in like a Cloud Atlas way. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is set over uh, like. I, many thousands of years. Uh, presu- I would imagine Tom Hanks will be playing a number of characters. Uh, Maybe Tom... It is like, it makes sense. It's like, yeah. this is the type of thing that Tom Hanks is like, yeah, I can... Like, let's make this. this happen. Like, let's, like, yeah. let me, like, throw my way Tom around. Tom Hanks, and, like... in every interview, yeah. I guess he's, he was, like, famously on the Bill Simmons podcast, he was like, yeah, Cloud Atlas, one of the top three movies I ever worked on. I, he, like, right, he, like, he does love, he loves he Cloud loves Atlas. He loves Cloud yeah. Atlas. <laughs> so, like, it's not surprising mm-hmm. that he wants to make something like Cloud Atlas again. If, just, like, yeah. vaguely. Yeah. Is, uh, the teaming of, uh, Eric Roth and Robert Zemeckis gonna make something as interesting as uh, the Wachowskis and Tickford. We'll see. Uh, Eric and yeah, writing on his old MS DOS computer or whatever the fuck he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing I have is that in an update to last week's news about the uh, right. Another Cronenberg film. Uh, it will be led by Vincent Cassell, which is fun. He's a lot of fun in uh, Eastern Promises. Uh, and he's in uh, A Most Dangerous Method a little bit, too. But I don't remember him that much in that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is. Cri- Some Crimes of the Future reviews are out, right? So- uh, people there was, have seen it. Um, people have seen it and... Um, Kahye was the new uh, issue came out, and they have like 
a, a grid of stuff coming out this month, and there are ratings for Crimes of the Future, which are, like, mostly positive. But I don't think there's any actual review. So I will just out. say that I did vaguely speak with somebody who has seen it, who told me it was sort of lovely, weirdly. So. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have heard it is very, very good. Uh, is what I've heard. Uh, so look forward to that coming to theaters early next month. The 3rd if you're in New York or LA, or the 10th if you are elsewhere. Okay. Is that all the news? I think That's so. That's all the news. I mean, unless, yeah, well, I guess we should also, I talked about, like, can is officially open. The opening ceremony happened like hours ago as we are recording this. Yeah. Uh, there's not like exactly news from that. Like it's just like yeah. they had the ceremony. But uh they had uh they had Zelensky zoom in uh to yeah, speak about the happened. importance of art and whatever and like how he's continuing to fight. Um uh which, you know, uh good on him for keeping his message out so there for sure. Does Sean Penn have an award that he won't smelt because of this? Does he have a <laughs> well, he doesn't have a palm, right? He doesn't No, have a palm. I do not believe he is won- he has been in competition at Cannes. Or did the pledge win something? I can't remember. It, yeah, his or, or like an actor or, or Right, award. has he won an acting award maybe? Oh, probably. He uh, was Yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, there was uh uh, there have been some pictures of the jury. There, was, they did a press conference. Uh, Vincent Lindon, uh, he said, "I don't like the word judge. I don't try to judge films. I just try to see them, love them, let them trickle down within me, and see how they relate to my ideas." So, <laughs> we'll see what movies most effectively trickle down within <laughs> Vincent Lindon. And just yeah, in, and how uh, the, how those jury meetings go with all the trickling that happens. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, on like uh, yeah. Palm the Or predictions, I did see somebody post about how Vincent Lindon apparently loved. Uh, I forget that director. It's like Saeed 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 Rustai. Like yes, her, I heard that too. their previous film. He was a big fan of. Yes. So that is yeah. Maybe I think something. it's called Just Six Point Five. Yeah. I yes. I agree. Uh, his new movie. Uh, Layla's brother. Layla's brother. Uh, yes, that. Yeah, that is very much. That is, I think, one of the rising in the Palm Door odds. Yes, it is three hours long. Yeah, so you can see all the jury's fits. Vincent Lindon wearing a court appointment suit. He <laughs> did not seem to put that much thought in it, but you know that's Vincent Lindon's vibe. You gotta appreciate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just Jeff out. Nichols kind of looking like a dweeb. He's a dweeby um, looking guy. He can't. There's not really yeah. much he can do about. Yeah, that. I'm not saying there's a world in which he doesn't look like a dweeb. Um. Um. You know. Yeah. Uh. Where's Trier looks hot. He's a handsome looking guy usually. He's just wearing a suit. Really. Not a lot <laughs> to report. You know. Gotta say. No. Really validate our exercise last week when I saw that picture of the jury and I was like, I could not tell you who half of these people are. Someone who yeah. who really only even vaguely knows what Jeff Nichols looks like. So sure, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, also, for some reason, Julianne Moore was there to come out to declare that the festival is open, despite the fact that she has no involvement with any aspect of the festival this year other than appearing at the ceremony, it seems. Um, yep. So good yeah. for her. I guess that for, seems like... Yeah. like yeah. Sounds like a nice time. I guess yeah. that's like like when they get you into open the stock market. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, there's all sorts of people who just, like, show up at Cannes every year. Like, I think Catherine Langford is there, too. Listen, um, it's a, famous people love going to Cannes. It's a, it's a big yeah. thing. There's the market, obviously, so people want to be at the market. People want to be at the beach. People just want to be around famous yeah. people. Listen, if I get rich and famous i'm gonna be like every year clear off midday uh mid-may in my calendar uh because i'm gonna be in can for two Um, weeks yeah and i guess forrest whitaker did officially receive his like honorary Mm -hmm. pop at this opening Mm -hmm. ceremony also that was the other main thing that happened there i think yeah uh and it seems like he gave a nice speech so he was talking about bird right because he won for bird he won actor for bird Uh right yeah he was like yeah he was like talking about how when bird was premiering he was like on the red carpet and everyone was like chanting clint 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 i don't think i made that up i think that's what he said yes um wait so he won best actor and they're giving him an uh... an honorary yes sure yes like a career palm yeah there's an honorary palm most years i forget who got it last year it's more often a director i feel like but mm-hmm. what can you really do heads off the forest whitaker yeah. make ghost dog too or whatever i mean he's making megalopolis yeah he's making megalopolis megalopolis okay are we moving on I think we're moving think on. So. Yeah. So for our last our lastish segment here, we're sort of combining a couple of things. Right? Cuz this is Emilio's last episode before he goes to Cannes. Mhm. Pause for applause. Um I don't, I don't and, know if that's something that needs to be applauded. Yeah, and also we're not going to pause. If you want to pause us to applaud, right. you can do that. Yes. But also send money instead that's great uh that'd be great um anyway uh we're also he suggested that we watch this uh agnavarda agnesvarda uh short that he found that's about uh the town of can right it's like uh about tourism in the region of can it's called yeah uh, ducote de la cote uh Uh, which uh, it's is, on the Criterion Channel. Yeah, you can it's check on it the out. Criterion Channel. Yeah, we're gonna watch it and discuss yep. it, as well as um, uh, also discuss some of Amelia's plans. Yeah, I will say he, mm-hmm. even if you can't watch it, we'll just talk around it. This is it's like yeah, we're not gonna have a lot to say about this. I don't I think imagine. so. Yeah, I mean it was like this is this is like a film that was. Funded by the French Tourism Board. Yeah. Right. I did see, like, what got me to suggest this was getting a clip from it on Instagram. That was just, that was a clip with, like, people want to go to the beach, but also hang with Sophia Loren. 
So it's it's like that kind of thing, you know? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I will say, if you're watching on along with us, if you want to, on Criterion Channel, which again, not required or even even really encouraged, uh, we I we've gotten past a lot of the opening stuff, so we're starting at 49 seconds in. Um, yeah. And I'll give us a, a three, two, one play countdown. Um, mm-hmm. to if you if you are choosing to participate, uh, are we are we are we ready? Yes, we are all ready to press play on our Criterion channels. All right, three, two, one, play. Click. I can feel my computer struggling a little bit to play this and also do the zoom at the same time. But it looks nice. Got water here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what got me to look at it for it is like it looks gorgeous for something shot in '58, like just color wise. Yeah, sure. Seeing shots of the famous street from Mr. Bean's Holiday. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. English church mm. a lot of a lot of uh, English stuff apparently in the town of Cannes uh-huh I've been told by people I guess uh previous guests of the show uh, Emma Stefanski that there's a lot of good like Italian restaurants and Italian places that I should look at that makes sense it's close to Italy turn this down a little bit yeah but you know Italian food, generally a, a high floor style of food, so yeah, it's always good to get certainly. that on vacation. Mm-hmm. As someone who is mostly a food neophyte and is concerned about what they could eat. Finding, I, finding enough to yeah. eat. Yeah. I, yeah, you can go to an Italian place and they'll serve you pasta with butter and cheese, yeah. and it'll be great. I've been told that there is a McDonald's right across from the Palais, but that the lines are always too long to go, really. <laughs> Do they not have mobile ordering at the McDonald's? Well, Amelia's not going to have Palais? cell service. Yeah. That's true. But you, you'll have Wi-Fi in the Palais, and I'd imagine that there's Wi-Fi in the McDonald's. Where I'd imagine there's Wi-Fi in the Palais. I guess I don't know that for certain. Uh, but that would be bad if there weren't. If there wasn't, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. How are those foreign yeah. journalists going to file their broker reviews? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want Amelia to have cell service, it can uh, find someone who will give it to him and then also send us the money to pay for it on coffee. <laughs> yeah, send us a lot of money to pay for <laughs> Amelia to have cell service again. Yeah. <laughs> I will do a Twitter spaces if I have seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long opening credit sequence for a 25 minute short. Mm-hmm. That is a tourism documentary. <laughs> I guess it's, it's 
look like it's maybe dedicated again to the, the color is looking just incredible this whole time yeah um um this is i guess the second varda film i've seen after faces places uh same same <laughs> We should uh, remedy that at some point on this podcast. Uh, maybe. I mean, like, I can't say that Faces Places made me be like, gotta check more of this out. But I, I would certainly look at an, uh, one of her fiction films before I uh, took a look at another one of those, like, late career documentaries that, like, I'm sure they're all oh, fine. Sure. I mean, I'd look at, I'd probably look at the early career documentaries. I'd probably look at like those are also maybe more interesting. Like I should. I really loved Faces Places at the time. I mean, that movie's like fine. It just felt like a lot of look at this cute old lady. It's me. I'm directing it. Jr's here too. I mean, maybe they're better because Jr. Did I tell you? I guess, but. I get, I'll be vague about this, but I was looking for people to stay with at Cannes, and I like was talking to a person, and I was like, "Yeah, we can stay together for these three days, and then I'll look for another place for the other two days that are aren't the three days I will be able to watch movies because I will be there two days before." And they were like, "You should not stay at Cannes. You should stay at Nice because it's a lot cheaper." <laughs> and I was like, "If I'm going to Cannes, I'm going to Cannes." I understand that Nice is a nice city. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's it's, what they named it. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty chill. It's cheaper. But, you know, I'm going to camp. I'm going to the beach. Yeah. I'm going to... Yeah. I'll blow up your spot that the reason you're not saying who this is is because it was JR uh, in an attempted sabotage. Listen... Right, he hates this podcast, JR does. Yeah. Not entirely clear why. He hates the Cannes Film Festival, he hates the city of Cannes. Anything he can do to sabotage any of those entities, he will do it. So if you come across JR and he has something to say about this podcast, do not trust him. One hundred and seventh stop. Yes, we're looking at some history of like people coming to Cannes from outside of France. Yeah, I mean, it gets just high high society. Establishing Mm -hmm. it as a vacation touristy spot from like very early. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. it's pointed out to I, me that the Monaco Grand Prix is the day I will be leaving Cannes. So a big, hmm. a big weekend for the French Riviera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's occurring to me that uh, Mariano Yunis's first film, Los Balnearios, is. Uh, possibly a parody of this. Or cer- sections of it are, anyway. It's it, possible. It does a lot of things, but... I mean, it might just kind of generally be a 
parody of sort of the tourism documentary. Uh, but it has a lot of it has the same kind of we're showing you shots of beaches, uh, and just some guy's gonna talk. They have Picasso's paintings there. Yeah, listen, the days before I can watch, actually, like, watch, really watch movies, I might just go to the beach, see some fancy stuff at can, see what's going on. Sure. Yeah, check out those, uh, horses. Fancy Lots of horses, horses, it looks like. Ceramic horses. My computer really struggling to do all this. It's going to be very glad when all this is over. <laughs> that is fair. Um, That's a funny shot. There was like a lady lying down, but her head was kind of pointed back. And uh, a child's head was kind of reaching up over her. So it looked like the lady had a child head. Alright. <laughs> Shot of a guy with a sunburned belly. Except mm-hmm. he has a really harsh tan line at the bottom of the belly. But it was yeah. just his like chest and groin. Like it or his, mm-hmm. like his stomach and groin. Yeah. He I guess had pulled down the swim trunks a little bit so that uh his lower belly his, could the bottom also of his stomach could similarly get sunburned. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. funny when I presumably will be cold at the Cannes Film Festival. That can't be true. Yes, and Amelia, you have to bring sunscreen. You have to wear sunscreen at Cannes. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna insist. I don't wear sunscreen here where it's worse. I occasionally wear sunscreen, I'll say. I usually, like, wear hats and stuff to cover up. I usually don't leave a lot of skin out in the open. Sure. sure. I mean, I imagine you're going to be outside more at Cannes, is my guess. But I don't know. I guess I don't know how, how much in your day-to-day life you're outside. I mean, sometimes I will go on hour-long walks outside. Sure. Well, I do encourage I you to wear sunscreen, sunscreen on those as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you'll recall some of our past conversations. <laughs> um... I assume a lot of time will be spent in the shade at Cannes, I'll say. So, just pointing out that there's a lot of, like, stuff from different places at Cannes. There's, like, mosques, Russian churches. Mm-hmm. A regular melting pot. Hey. Except everyone in every shot of this movie has been white, I think. No, there was a a black lady coming out of the water. Alright. Mostly everybody has been white, though. Yeah. No. I might generally go see some of this stuff. Sure. Maybe I'll go see some yeah, cacti. I mean, I... Those are big cacti. I will say, earlier there were shots of palm trees. Andy, are there any bu- palm trees in Rochester, New York? 
certainly not native ones. I mean, I, I, I don't see them in the course of a day. I imagine there are maybe some places that have like tried to grow palm trees, but I don't think they like don't doesn't winter like kill palm trees. They're like, certainly not good yeah. for them. Are the, I've, where have you seen a palm tree in your life, Ian? Me? Yeah. I mean, I've like been to Florida, like. Okay. <laughs> are are there any palm trees in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area? Certainly not. I I also uh, the, my experience with palm trees is like. You get off the plane in California, or you, I guess L.A., Southern California, or you get off the plane in Florida, and it's like, oh, wow, there's palm trees. I guess the first time I experienced that would have been when we went to Disney World. That dog is trying to uh, eat that skull. Six? Mm-hmm. A pro magnet skull, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe I'll go take a picture at Matisse's grave. Uh, Mm-mm. we all love mm-hmm. neorealism. Is that what Matisse said? Andy, do you know about art? I don't. I visual art is a very big blind spot for me. I for sure took um, art classes. I just have not did not retain most. Of, I just apart from names. I mean in. In middle school, I took art classes. I don't think we. I took like a. Spend a whole lot of time on uh, movements. Uh, he was more into expressionism and impressionism, it seems. Okay. Yeah, fauvism. Know what that is? This is all from Google. Is what my info is coming from? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Sure. Right. Yeah. And yeah, if you get a phobism, the uh, the on Wikipedia, the the example is uh, Matisse's "Woman with a Hat." Oh, I think it's I a know. Fun I, hat. know that, I think I know that painting. Yeah, the hat's got. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff on the hat. Uh, we think about me is that when I took art classes, both in college, I guess I'm a graphic design major, so that isn't that surprising. But it's like. I do kind of really like art. I just have a very shaky hand, and I'm bad at visualizing, mm-hmm. so I can never do it. And it's like, I was never like, I guess I'll become like an art history major. But I do like like looking and thinking about art yeah. and its history. Mm-hmm. I sure. enjoy going to like a modern art museum. Like when I was in London, I had a lot of fun at the Tate Modern. But that's like. You walk in a room, and there's, like, a bunch of weird, misshapen sacks. Yeah. And there are plenty of paintings at the Tate Modern, but... Or, you know, MoMA, I feel like, is a little bit more painting-forward. Yeah, but MoMA also has, like, old... Like, MoMA also has, like, Monet's and, like... Yeah, there's stuff. Last time I went went to MoMA, a lot of it was closed. For the remodeling they were doing, like right before the pandemic, maybe. Are you bringing a swimsuit to Can, Emilio? My swimsuits are not in a very good state right now because I don't really, as much as I like to say, I don't really go into the water at 
beach. I haven't at least done that in years at the very least. Mm-hmm. I might sure. I might bring one just in case. I will have shorts certainly. Mm-hmm. I can probably bring I'll bring one and just get into the can water just to say I did it. Sure. I have heard that uh you know, there's the like you gotta wear suits for galas if it's between this time and this time. Yeah. I what I have heard that e- other than that, like t-shirts are fine, shorts are an absolute no for any can affiliated screening. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. I've heard people be like, yeah, if you're not going through a premiere, t-shirts and like a premiere at night, then like t-shirts and jeans are fine. So yeah. I've heard that, like, even right, non... Yes. It has non... to be a premiere at night. Yeah. Like, an afternoon premiere, you can wear a t-shirt. Yeah. A midnight premiere, you can wear a t-shirt. But I did hear that it's, like, you might get funny looks from security and the people letting you in if it's, like, very casual, even if it's during the day, if sure. it's, like, a Lumiere screening. I assume at, like, the Ericot or, like, the other screening rooms, they that don't give a sense. shit. They're, uh, bowling, maybe? Oh, there's some roulette. That looks like gambling, yeah. <laughs> That's dangerous. I should probably not go to a yes. can casino, <laughs> but it does seem fun. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Just a couple hands of blackjack. Are you getting jack. some French money, like some French cash before you go, or are you going to get some there? I am very paranoid in a way that I'm like, I always need to have cash on me while traveling because I, I'm always mm-hmm. paranoid that someplace will just not take my cards. So I probably will have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll bet it all on black at the end if I have some left over. I guess it's just euros, right? They're they're yeah. part of the euro. Right? I would say there's some beach screenings that I might go before I can get into like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to allow shorts at the beach screening. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I can't imagine. I mean, the beach yeah, screenings are free. You just wander in. <laughs> I don't think they kick people out of the beach screenings. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are things that would get you kicked out rowdy, of the beach screenings. Rowdy folks. Yeah. To tell me if I get rowdy. I think it would take. During Strictly Ballroom with uh, Bob Lerman present, <laughs> they'll kick me out. I think it would take an egregious level of rowdiness. Others prefer hotel life. Hotel life is wonderful. God, I wish I could live hotel life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like these cars. Mm-hmm. These funny little cars. That's a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> there were cars earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just for the photo op I'll like find the bicycle to rent move a little basket put a baguette on it 
Mm-hmm. Wear a striped shirt <laughs> yeah. and a beret. Colin was telling me the other day that uh, the Annette commentary was our worst episode, and I was like, there's no way that's true, but now, uh, experiencing the way we behave, uh, while commentating on a film, I can imagine how two and a half hours of that would be a problem. I feel like, I feel like I barely remember it, but I feel like there's, like, minute-long periods of silence during the Annette commentary. (laughs) Possibly. It's possible. That's a long movie, and we were yeah, not he was locked just in. Desc- <laughs> right, he was just describing it as, like, a lot of totally irrelevant bits. Yeah. yeah. It was not a lot. Yeah, really in and out yeah. on paying attention to Annette. Mm-hmm. Uh, we apologize to the Annette fans and our <laughs> listeners, and uh, we'll try to do better we, next year. We can't apologize too much to the Annette fans. We've given the Annette fans quite a lot. That's true. I would argue we have perhaps given the Annette fans more than any other podcast. That's probably true. I defy anyone else to find a <laughs> podcast that has done five hours of Annette coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's a carnival. There's, uh, it's big uh, rats. ceramic rats of some sort. Or they're paper mache, maybe. Paper, I think they're probably paper mache, because they're moving. Right, there's people in them, maybe? Maybe. Or they could have just been, like, on wheels. We didn't see their bottoms. Sure. There's a scary paper mache guy and some people dressed up as wolves, maybe? They have not talked about the film festival at all in this short yet. I wasn't expecting that to happen. I don't think that's what this is about. Sure. Yeah, I'm not, like, shocked by that, but I just wanted to note it. Sure, yeah. That guy looks like uh, Mr. Bean. These are all terrifying. <laughs> the culture of cat. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> We're just looking at... Cross-cutting between <laughs> a paper mache terrifying figure with a knife and a woman's <laughs> bikini bottom. <laughs> Yeah. Here's a paper mache guy who looks very upset. The people in the crowd of this car, uh, like parade thing, are not like young people. Well, you know, it was the fifties. No. Young people looked older back then. Maybe these all, all these people are like twenty seven. That's true. They didn't have sunscreen, so their skin was all bad. Yeah, mm. they might be aging rapidly. Yeah. 
I don't know when sunscreen was invented. They might have had sunscreen right now, but I don't I think, think they it was probably did. I, 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 it may be invented. They're I, they, burning they, a large paper mache king. I don't think. I just think they're not. They're deliberately not wearing it, right. given just the colors sure. of their skin. Yeah. The score is perhaps suggesting that. This uh, revelry was. There's a dark side, maybe. <laughs> the carnival burns. The earth trembles. The sun goes mad. The waters are calm. The carnival is dead. Silence reigns. Eden exists. Wow. <laughs> That's huge. That's a yeah. huge discovery. That is big. It's an island. It's just a big rock. <laughs> Gotta say, as somebody who lives in a place with a lot of them, tiny little islands off the beach, they get a lot of hype. Very rarely exciting or... They're boring, right? There's like... Interesting. Very rarely stuff. Yeah. I mean, you got to go to, like, one of those ones that, like, has, like, exotic animals on it. Mm-hmm. Right, like the Galapagos. Yeah, exactly. When do you think when do you think a director I guess the love witch is kind of this but when do you think somebody's going to be like we're going to do three strip technicolor that's going to be my my bit we're going to mm-hmm. go fully analog that's how I'm going to color this movie I mm, I imagine it must be crazy expensive to do that Um, Uh these days yeah it's easier for me to imagine someone trying to do it for like an avant-garde short We're just looking at a lot of crooked branches. Yeah, now it's like, yeah, like, you know. It's bearing out what Emilio said. These tiny islands are not that interesting. No. (laughs) Yeah. They're doing a lot of... I mean, it's like being like this place is either, and it feels like you're just shading the rest of Cannes. You're being like, people are annoyed. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to go to some place where there is literally nobody? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think happens on this island during the film festival? Um, 
people park their yachts near it. There are a lot of parties where drugs are consumed, is my opinion. Oh! Nudists. Mm-hmm. Is this like an Adam and Eve thing? I guess. Yeah, they haven't uh, eaten the apple, so they uh, they're not embarrassed of their nudity yet. Okay, now this looks pretty. Right. Yeah. And they're like, this, this is, is the man-made section. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Look at all those bugs. Well, they have their own Joker steps. Uh-huh. The garden is closed to the public. This fake Eden is not for us. No, we're all here. The end of summer. All the gates are closing. Yeah, I guess I have, like... No idea what can or the Riviera is like during the winter. I mean, I imagine it's still like a nice place to be. Probably. Yeah, I have no idea like what the like climate pattern there is. Like, if it gets chilly, too chilly for the beach. I would think. I would think so, but not like cold would be my guess. Mm hmm. Seems like this was a commissioned song for this. Maybe because it's about like summer ending. I feel yeah. like that's a There's thing never people been a... just write songs about. All right, and uh, looks like we're uh, wrapping up. Fiend. Yep, there we go. Fiend. Fiend. All right. Well. That was a tourism documentary. Yeah. Uh, Emilio, do you have any final thoughts before you yeah. shuttle off to the south of France? Yeah, anything else you want to share with our listeners? Uh, I mean, I guess I will tweet about stuff. I will maybe post videos slash audio of myself talking about stuff on Twitter. I will... I have decided that I will try to have stuff for the podcast that I record at friends. I am still figuring out what it is. If any of you have any right. ideas, feel free to right. shoot. And how, like, and like how it'll be released and like gotten to you is like TBD also. Like, will it be dispatched throughout or like a roundup at the end or something? Yeah. Figure that out. I'll at the very least, I will record myself a lot and I will determine if any of it is of value. <laughs> yeah. Great. But I um, also might, they, I might be doing some writing that might get posted somewhere online. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
it might be yep. writing mm-hmm. a review and a whole dispatch. So, uh, you know, just like stay tuned. You know the vibe. I'm excited to go to Cannes. I'll probably watch a lot of good movies. I posted a list of the things I think I'm going to watch. Cannes ticketing system seems to be a crapshoot that might have gotten fixed. Mm-hmm. So who knows if I will get to watch uh, all of it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows if I will get to watch all of it, but I will at the very least will try. And with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you can uh, you can follow. Do we want to do special you... presentations? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do special presentations. Um, Don't let me uh, skip ahead. Sure, yeah. You got to get used to these new segments that we added during your hiatus, Jesse. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I we didn't add it. We just I, renamed and see, reorganized. Sure. And the thing I've been doing is keeping just a list of things that I've been watching just for special presentations that aren't necessarily like movies, so I could plug right. them on here. And the thing is, I, yeah. I have two for this week, and one of them is a Jesse pick, and the other one is a Andy pick, and I don't know which one to go with. I think go for both. Uh, Why not? I, yeah, you're, you're not gonna I be think here next you week. can you can have Cullen's special presentation. Yeah. Okay, so my Andy pick is a very lovely thing I watched. It's from the Little Shop of Horrors Tiny Desk concert. This was literally going to be my. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> um, and specifically, there is a portion where Alan Menken tells a very like like nice sad story about uh, working with Howard Ashman, and then sing himself sings somewhere that's green on piano. Yeah. that is very lovely, and I think worth listening. Like it's yeah, especially if you are a fan of Little Shop of Horrors. Even though that's not like not my favorite song from it, but it is a very nice rendition of it. Mm-hmm. hundred percent. Yes. To, to expand on that. Yes. I was going to plug this whole tiny desk video, which got released on like the 40th anniversary of little shop. And I like completely missed it until this week. Um, and when I saw it and, I, and then I tweeted it out cause I was like, Oh, this is great. Cause like Mencken is there the whole time and is like consistently, like you feel how emotional he is about like talking about his collaboration with Howard on this show, uh, throughout the whole thing. And then, yeah, I like the, him singing somewhere that's green is great. And then the, the other songs, I think, are really well done as well by the, the current cast of the off-Broadway production, uh, which I was lucky enough to see uh, in New York uh, in the fall. But, uh, yes, highly recommend this, uh, this, this, uh, this Tiny Desk concert from Little Shop. Yes. And I guess my Jesse pick is I've been listening to the podcast Tipping Pitches a lot, which is a mm. baseball podcast that is like – a little more about just talking about like dumb things around the like the margins of baseball, like dumb things that owners do or dumb things that Alex Rodriguez mm-hmm. says, and making fun of it for an hour. But it's fun to listen to. It's uh, hosted by two guys, sure. uh, Bobby Wagner and Alex Baisley. It's right. like a pretty fun podcast. People should listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's any baseball podcast that isn't about talking about dumb things that Alex Rodriguez has said. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, have not checked that one out. Um, yeah, I will, uh, just go ahead and plug the, uh, the new restoration of, uh, Inland Empire. It's still, uh, still circulating some, so if you have a chance to go see it, uh, definitely do that. I, I certainly found it to be a revelatory 
rewatch, though that may have been less because of the restoration itself and more because, uh, as I realized as I was sitting down to watch it, probably the first time I watched Inland Empire was closer to the release of Inland Empire than it was to the present. Uh, but yeah, it was just like kind of, oh no, this it, it felt like, uh, obviously one of the great Lynch films on this watch, you know, with Mulholland Drive and Firewalk With Me, and yeah, I thought really excellent. Great. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you want, if you want to hear more from us, uh, we'd love, we'd love that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Can I Kick It, on Letterboxd at C-I-K-I-Pod. You can email us at canikickitpod at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I think there's an Instagram, too. C-I-K-I-Pod. Yep. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter or wherever at JCP. Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. Uh, Andy? At Andy T. Germ. Mm-hmm. And Emilio? I'm left alone on Twitter. I left alone on Letterboxd. My Twitter name will probably have... It will be Emilio Diaz at Can next week. I will put you that got in there. Just to let mm-hmm. the people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you want to facilitate further facilitate that trip or facilitate our podcast in general you can uh set up either a recurring donation or do a one-time donation at uh coffee.com ko-fi slash can i uh thank you to tree related for our theme song am i missing anything I don't think think so. so. I'm getting a head shake. All right. Then in that case, I will go ahead and release our audience. Bye. Bye. Bye.